Weekly Lost Podcast, episode number 221. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No. Reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. Oh, crap. But this radio has a wider bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you call a party in a podcast. Hold it! Stop, do you hear that? Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. We're here once again this week to give you more of the flashbacks from the past as we discover or discuss today, not discover, but discuss episode number seven of the Weekly Lost Podcast, which was recorded on January 29th, 2006. Wow. Three and a half years ago. Uh, and ep- this episode was our, our review of season two, episode 12 of Lost, titled Fire Plus Water. And I want to let you know, I, I, I know this ahead of time, that I have 10 audio clips, most of them, you know, the average length. One of them's like six minutes. One of them's eight minutes. How am I supposed to pay attention that whole time? You will. Uh, but anyway, here's the deal. After I had um, subtracted those clips out right. and looking to see how much more I had left as I was preparing for today's show, I noticed that there were still 40 more minutes left in that episode. So this is part one of our review of that particular episode of the Weekly Calls podcast. Uh, it was one. Of, on. It was it was it was a rather long episode. Okay. So rather than go, that, you know, that's because we liked it so well, right? Yeah. <laughs> But that's a question. Are you looking at the notes? No, you're not looking. No, I'm not looking at the notes. Well, well, here, here's here's where I said how I felt about the episode. All right. What did you guys think about the episode? Well, I have to tell you, I believe that this had to be by far the worst lost episode to date. And I disagree. Really? I don't think it was the worst. Uh, I don't think it was worse. We didn't really do much. But, yeah. Um, it redeemed Charlie for me. That's good. Then I'm glad. Because yeah, <laughs> you're so harsh on him. I, I was really harsh on him two weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm a little sympathetic to Charlie now. We'll get into that later. Yeah. Root yeah. for the underdog. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I didn't. I, I, I looked back or as I was listening to the episodes, as a, episode as I was getting the clips, I recognize why it is that I didn't like this episode okay. back then, watching it for the first time. Because we had just come off of some really awesome island ministry ministry (laughs) mystery no no, this one's going to be the island ministry but uh island mystery centric episodes i mean it's just island mystery this 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 all these they can't all be island mystery i know but this was the first one in a long run that was so character development driven yeah i have to ask you um what episode was it in season two uh this was episode 12 i believe okay um, because I love that you said it was the worst episode of Lost by far. And when you said that, I'm thinking, that's because you haven't seen season three yet. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, the first six episodes holds. Three of the first six episodes. I said the first six episodes holds the title. Three of those hold the title. Yes, so, no doubt. Um, In some certain succession in what right. way, shape, or form um, or another. But, um, 
Okay. So anyway, I just I love that you thought that this was the worst one. Yeah. Actually, looking back, uh, number one, uh, with all the audio clips, getting into it and after starting mm-hmm. to discuss it, I'm like, I actually like this episode. It had a lot of good stuff in it. Uh, and, and You do that all the time. I know. You do that with a lot of different shows. You'll come down and you'll say, I didn't like that. And then we'll start talking about it. And you're like, oh, yeah. I guess I oh, did. Oh, yeah. I guess I did like it. Yeah, I've de- definitely had that happen. Not just with Lost, but other shows yep. as well. Um, but the other thing that I would like to say is that, in fact, the episode very much turned out to be very island mystery centric. Okay. Looking back with our twenty twenty hindsight, <laughs> you know, viewpoint on everything. Well, our hindsight still isn't completely twenty twenty. <laughs> oh, that's correct. We're like twenty forty now, or yeah. something like that. We're a little nearsighted. Right. So before we were like majorly farsighted, far-sighted. or no, we were nearsighted. Then now we're farsighted. Far- right. I Whatever. Who, Who cares? Who? Anyway, it we'll doesn't move matter. On. But we weren't 20. We're not 2020. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, the thing is, is you asked me, you, we liked it, right? So I skipped over the first audio clip, but I just okay. wanted to play this just for, for old time's sake, because James from Tennessee is in our chat room and he says, I love this intro. <laughs> and uh, just, it, just to give you a flashback from the past, this is the old intro oh, from, this from, is going to hurt. This is from episode seven. No, this wasn't bad. Here you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's- welcome <laughs> to the weekly Lost Edition like of the Jewelry Speaking Podcast. <laughs> Please welcome your hosts, Stephanie, Rachel, and Cliff. The funny thing is, it's like we thought that that was cool. Yeah, we did. We thought we were hot. It was like, check us out. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> yeah, we did. You know it. We were talking about Regis and Kelly all the time. We? Okay, maybe just me. <laughs> anyway, so any so going back to the the you know breaking up the right. discussion earlier about was this an island centric? And you know what? What do we know about Charlie? What did? How did Charlie die? What happened when Charlie died? What happened when Charlie died? He yeah. was in the. He was. In the looking glass. Right. But why did he go into looking glass? What was accomplished by Charlie's death? He turned off something. Which, the, it was blocking the communications, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That was a long time ago. Right. But and and so, Are you fishing for an answer? Then by golly, just tell me what you're fishing for. Did he not one day save them all? He did. Exactly. And which is what he was dreaming. It's kind of... Ooh. Listen to this. It's kind of like Joseph. You know, the whole Bible references. Listen to this. This is okay. good stuff. Someday you're going to get us out to here. All of us. Do it, baby, bro. Save us. Save us, Charlie. Save us. We can be saved. He's in danger. You have to save him. The baby's in have danger. Save you have to save him. Charlie, the only baby's in terrible danger. The baby is in danger. Have you ever considered that these dreams mean something? Have you ever considered that those dreams mean something? That's right. Say, let's say a couple seasons later when <laughs> you're going to. Someday you're going to get us out of here. Someday you're going to get us out of here. You're going to save all of us, Charlie. That's right. I love save it. Save us, little brother. This is why I love going back. Right. You know? And of course, uh, in the next clip, we, you know, could one person be responsible for saving everyone? We we did a little bit of discussion about this, and this is what it sounded like. Okay, so that's the uh, little clips about that started us off uh, early on in the show. I mean, it immediately starts off with this idea of 
you're one of these days, uh, Charlie, you're going to save us. You're going to get us all out of here, Mm -hmm. uh, every one of us. And so immediately it kind of reminded me of this idea of is is there one individual on the island who's going to be responsible for the salvation of the people on the island? What do you guys think? I think it's a good idea. I mean, I I can see where you would come up with that. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard for me to go there with it yet. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if I like that idea. I don't want it to be one person. I want it to be a joint effort. <laughs> I think I, don't, I couldn't imagine Charlie saving everybody, and I don't know where it would where it would come from if he or one person was the cause of how they all got saved. You know what I mean? Well, was it last week or the week before we talked about Aaron being the one that was going to save them all? Um, Charlie's. I mean, really. The only thing we got out of this episode is that Charlie has to save the baby. Yeah, that's right. And and couldn't he by saving Aaron save to them all be saving them all right yeah all right so that was the discussion and so you sound like you're in a box uh huh um, with a cold <laughs> I know well, our our audio pro- uh, our audio quality has improved over the last three and a half years you to think? say the least right so um yeah Rachel says I can't imagine Charlie saving anybody you know well, obviously right. he did but she was right also I it was if not Rachel still watches Lost I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, um, the question is, or one thing she did say is that I want to see it be a joint effort. And it certainly was a joint effort. Definitely a joint. Although there were some in the team that was working against it, too. So anyway, uh, clip number five here. Gosh, we're moving really fast. Five already? Yeah, we're number five already. Uh, but the, the there are two of them that are, are rather lengthy. Oh, so. Right. Here is you said it's kind of like who? Joseph. Okay, listen to this. This is clip number five. Concept of dreams and visions. Now, we're going to talk about whether or not we think uh, Charlie was using again, and this was a call, you know, these these uh, were hallucinations as a re- result of using drugs again. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But but even if, it's, even if he wasn't using, uh, the concept of God speaking to us through dreams is yet another biblical reference. Uh, one of the most prominent stories of this in the Old Testament that I'm aware of is Joseph. Joseph. And uh, tell us a little bit about that, Stephanie. Um, just that um, Joseph had several dreams um, that were pretty much prophecy, I would say, of, of what God was showing him, what he was going to do in his life. And he shared his dreams with his brothers and his parents and was um, was outcast because of them. It turned his brother, well... His brothers didn't like him to start with, but this kind of pushed him over the edge, and, and they did some things that were not brotherly. And um, like throwing but, him in a pit, leaving him for dead, and then yeah. deciding that would maybe be too harsh. So let's just sell <laughs> let's him just into sell him to slavery. Exactly, so. they were so nice. Um, um, but God did take care of him in each of his circumstances. Well, there was also the um, the dream that Pharaoh had. Of yes. the the seven fat calves and, and the seven skinny calves and and how how because Joseph interpreted that dream just in the same way Mister Echo helped uh, uh, Charlie. Charlie to interpret his dream um, that it was able to save the nation of Egypt and in fact save his brothers and they would come down and one day actually bow to him, to him which, which is what his dream fulfilling his dream wasn't it actually um, weren't they. Um, Stacks of wheat that bowed to him in his well, dream 
and the whole thing was was there was famine in Egypt and yes. people came from all of the lands to Egypt to get their to get their wheat their rationings and um, so that is listen to you biblical scholar so over there that I just kind of yeah put and, together myself and that's nice. that those stories are, are from Genesis but there are plenty of other dreams but we won't go into all of those but I just wanted to bring out that yet uh, they are bringing in this concept of the dreams uh, and that is that is definitely a biblical theme. That's more because of the movie Joseph made oh. by who make what production it company made that Turner that movie, movie yeah. Turner classic movies or something, something TNT like or something. Um, I think that probably has more to. And obviously, I've read the story in the Bible, but the reason that I remember it so well is because we used to watch that movie all the time. Yeah, we have that here somewhere. I believe it's on VHS. We, yeah, we have it. Um, we need we to do. get that converted. <laughs> we do, <laughs> but. Um, they a did a really good, good job. The kids. It would, and they did a really good job telling the story in the movie. It's not like one of the. It, it really is. Um, it's a great movie. It's a great movie, but it's kept. It's kept. Um, com- it, it's completely. They they haven't changed anything. Right. What am I trying? I don't even know what I'm it's trying to say. It's got the regular integrity of the story. Yes, they kept the integrity of the story, but. Um, yeah, don't call me a Bible scholar because I'm not. <laughs> Babe, I was just, you should have just lived it up for, for a minute. No. All right, so let's see. Clip number six here, Aaron in the cradle in the water. Uh, we're going to do another biblical reference in this episode. And uh, also, yeah. And then also by doing this, Moses saved all the Israelites. Right. So uh, here is clip number six one that just blew me away it's just blatant i mean obviously there have been so many references to moses mm-hmm. i mean just left and right we have moses carried a staff and so does mr echo we've talked about all those in the past and i won't go and rehash all of them now but the one that hit me this week was aaron in the cradle they aaron show in the cradle in, twice in the, they in show the water him. yeah twice they show him in the in the out in the ocean once in his cradle that Locke built for him and once in the piano so two references mm-hmm. and and of course the story in uh of the story of moses which really begins in exodus chapter two from the bible mm-hmm. uh we read about how um the pharaoh had demanded that all the young children be put to death just the boys i'm sorry just the boys uh and so uh to save <laughs> moses his mother put him into a basket and set him out on the Nile to protect his life, hoping that an Egyptian woman would find this baby and and save him. And which did. It was Pharaoh's daughter found him and, and raised him as her own. So, yeah, I mean, the, the themes are, are definitely there. All right, so uh, Tony's asking in the chat room: Did Cliff have a lower voice? Uh, does Cliff have a lower voice now, or is it the microphone quality? And it's, no, it's definitely the microphone. It's quality. the microphone, and the fact that he can play with how he wants his voice to sound. Yes, because I I could sound I could sound like this, <laughs> and that would just be horrible. But I I like sounding like this yeah. because then I can always do. Hey, baby. <laughs> We're here doing the weekly Lost Podcast. Not Take, that that ever happens in our everyday life. I mean, seriously. Taking live calls. Not even Come funny. on in, baby. Will you just stop right. now? Yeah, Thanks. I'll stop. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Moses references. I love my high LPR 40. Yes, Moses references. Um, very much biblical theme, but nothing. I we They did the 23rd Psalm, which I'm like, no way. This much Christianity in this in this in lost really seriously, and then they give us the visions. They give us Moses and 
Okay. Then they went over the top and they give us what, Stephanie? I don't know. Oh, that's right. You don't have the 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 show notes. Darn it. I so (laughs) set that up for you. All right. um, It is uh, baptism. You have to baptize Aaron. My understanding is that baptism is about making sure that children get into heaven. Call it spiritual insurance. Do you think the baby has to be baptized? Do you know what baptism is? It's what gets you into heaven. It is said that when John the Baptist baptized Jesus, the skies opened up and a dove flew down from the sky. This told John something. That he had cleansed this man of all his sins. That he had freed him. Heaven came much later. I haven't been baptized. Alrighty, so lots of talk about baptism. What's wrong, Stephanie? Nothing. Okay. And we had a lot of conversation about this. And uh, okay. if you needed to take a potty break, this could be a time. <laughs> that is just so surprising to see how many religious themes. And, and prior to this, they had mostly been kind of Moses and Aaron related mm-hmm. and pretty much in the Old Testament. And now they've moved it. Not only have they moved into the New Testament, but they've actually mentioned Jesus Christ right. in network television primetime. And how receptive viewers are being to it is a great thing I think you know you don't well not that I know I haven't heard any like horrible complaints about oh all this Jesus stuff and you know it's people are really open to it which I, I think is great I think so I think too. they've done it in a, in a good way I think ABC has really thrown things in there to get people thinking and talking about it and picking up that Bible and I just I think it's a really good thing that they're doing I agree with you um, the only thing that I'm concerned about is some of the Christian response to this because um, there is a lot of stuff floating around on the fuselage, comments and debates happening out there that really don't need to happen. There's a lot of Christians out there who are debating how things were portrayed as far as when it comes and relates to baptism, how inaccurate what Echo said was, and what John, how inaccurate what John uh, Locke said to Claire. Uh, for example... Um, but- yeah, go ahead. John said, this is what I believe. Exactly. So I mean, he was not even, making a statement. Even we as, as Christians in our own denominations believe something different about baptism. Right. So, which is like one of the number one uh, disagreements amongst Christians should you from be immersed? different churches is, you know, should you be immersed or, or sprinkled like Claire and the baby were in the show? So... I don't think I can take what other Christians are out there saying about the show in this part um, with any kind of, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but... I just think that what is the real meaning behind what the baptism means in this show is what we need to be focusing on. And why on. was no, it all I mean, in this episode? Yes. John Locke says, you know, I hear it's about how, you know, it's making sure that children get into heaven. Well, I'm not going to argue that point because I know there are some faiths out there that actually do practice infant baptism. Mm-hmm. Our, my denomination, I personally, uh, actually, I come from the Nazarene background and in, within our Nazarene manual, they do talk about infant, infant baptism. I personally have some different perspectives on that. Um, and so, you know, it depends on what different people think, but I don't think that has any anything to do with what's going on, on the island so I'm not going to really go into great detail on that and as Stephanie said it is actually John Locke who has confessed that he's not a, re- a overly Christian religious person 
So if he gives his idea of what he's heard baptism is, it sound is it sounds actually a lot better than what I've heard some people who don't go to church say about baptism. Mm-hmm. So I think I think they did. I, I give props to ABC for for bringing that in and the writers how they did it. However, um, here's what most people are taking. Uh, issue with, and I'm talking about when I say most people, most Christians online are taking issue with, and they're making a really big deal out of this. And that is what Mr. Echo said. He says, and a dove, uh, he, he mentions, you know, Jesus came to John the Baptist to be baptized. And he says, what happened after Jesus was baptized, a dove flew down from the sky. He's, he's correct so far. And he's, however, he, this is where he got it wrong. And, and I will say that, yes, he did get it wrong. But I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, here's the thing. He says, this told John something. The dove, the dove coming down from the sky, told John something. That he had cleansed this man of all his sins and that he had freed him. Now, of course, this man they're talking about is Jesus, who had just been baptized. Now, I will tell you that um, that, that what has Christians out there all up in arms about is the fact that we believe that Jesus Christ was without sin. And so and and not only that, but this is an inaccurate depiction of what's actually in the story of Jesus's baptism. And I'll just read it to you real quick from Matthew uh, chapter three, verses 13 through 17. It's real short. It says, then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to baptize me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. Now, Mr. Echo got it right all the way up to this point, but they left out this. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Now, I can understand why they left this out. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's one thing to throw out the religious themes. But to go so far out of your way on on your network television and get your listeners so divided between those who believe Jesus is the Son of God and those who are not, to actually throw that all out there and, and just make that declaration in your show when it doesn't really fulfill you the plot line of what you're trying to do, I can understand why they didn't put in that part. Right. However, I don't understand why they went so far out of their way to say that Jesus was cleansed of his sins when oh. obviously that would throw the Christians up in arms. Mm-hmm. But the thing is... Yeah, but we Christians can be uptight a lot of times. <laughs> yes, and we can. As a Christian, I can say that. <laughs> and if people you know, want to give me a, a negative review, that's fine. Um, I'm here to please Christ, not other people. Um, this is a television show. Amen. And it's written... By humans. Preach it, sister. So to get all all up in arms and all in an uproar about a script that's being portrayed by an actor who has these beliefs or not, I don't know. It's just really disturbing to me when you could be out there preaching it to other people yourselves. You know, I they they really don't cut the character Echo any slack. They don't. At and all. he yeah. is a man portraying a character. And, and I think it fits his storyline. I don't. It does. He he's he not lived, been a priest forever. No, he hasn't. He's been a priest for like five minutes. <laughs> On the show, <laughs> you know, um, he is saying to who does he say this to? 
Uh, he's talking, he's to, talking Claire. to Claire, right? He is giving Claire an account of his beliefs. Yes. That's no different than someone calling me and telling me what they believe, and I can agree or disagree with them. That's right. right. And it and doesn't have to be... He doesn't have to be perfect about everything. And in fact, it, it goes back to the whole... Because we are human, and humans are not perfect. We didn't re- we didn't mention the fact that he misquoted Psalm 23 last week. He said something like, um, Yea, though I walk through the, the shadow, shadow the valley, the of the valley, valley of death. Valley of death. Yeah. Instead yeah. of the... Valley of the shadow of death. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and actually, I got a lot of Christians that emailed me and said, Cliff, why didn't you point that out? It's like... I don't. I just don't think it's that relevant. I don't think the writers of the show are trying to make some theological statements here. Uh, so, you know, I'm really not going to be overly critical. And like Rachel originally said, I am excited about the fact. Oh yeah, that they're bringing this stuff and that it's being discussed. And now, the only- if they change their whole, if they change the whole way they market the show and they marketed it as a religious show, yeah, and then, then yeah, you then can we go have something to gripe and, about and pull out all of these. Um, misrepresentations and and say something but other than that I think that we need to take into context that it's just a show right and the main thing I think we need to take away from this is what about what in the show are they trying to tell us here right what is it about the baptism that I mean forget all the lines that Mr. Echo whoever the guy is has to remember you know we've got to think about in the show and lost what this actually means and take that away from it instead of picking every single little tiny thing apart yes there we go. Wow, we were not short of thoughts on that one, were we? No, not at all. And I had a whole, I mean, I stand by everything that we said completely still. What was that? What'd you say? Two and a half? Three and a half Three years ago. Three and a half ago. years ago. Um, but wow, some Christians just shouldn't be allowed to watch television. <laughs> I think you really need to, I mean, we Christians can really screw things up. Yes, we can. We can. We yes. think that we have to be, you know, right about everything. And um, and I I include myself in that. I, I honestly do. I'm not pinpointing anyone. Um, it, it's just, it's a television show. It's a TV show. Absolutely. And I, I stand by that. It is a script that is a, that the actor is, you know, memorizing and portraying a character that is written for them. It's yeah. we you can't read too much into everything. And you know what? I th- Even on a show where you're supposed to read into everything. And here's the thing. And, and, and again, the opportunity now to look at five seasons of Lost and now look at this back then. Do you know what this does? It fits perfectly. Absolutely. The fact that he misquoted the 23rd Psalm, the fact that he was a little bit flaky on his theology <laughs> Dude, makes perfect sense. he got beat sen- to death by a shadow. I mean. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking But the fact is, is that he wasn't technically he wasn't. a priest. He wasn't. And we know that now. And, and now that we know that, yeah. it makes perfect sense for him to have flaky theology. Right. And so, he, I mean, not even was he not... Not even was he not a priest, he had not been actively involved in any sort of um, church going or, or you know, Bible studying or, since he was a boy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, so really what we know, it fits. So the question in this episode, after all that lengthy discussion, was, <gasps> is Charlie still using? Charlie, what do you think? Is he using again? Is no, he on the drugs? No, and I don't think, like I said last week, I don't think that he was. I... I think that he 
Oh, where can I start with Charlie? I'm so glad, Stephanie, that you, <laughs> he's redeemed himself in your he, eyes because of this episode. They, they did. They did a tremendous job of turning Charlie around for me. Yeah. They, they the really only did. thing I will say about Charlie. two weeks ago, I said that he'd been using the whole time. Right. And I, I no longer believe And that. I was with Stephanie on this, and, and I've turned the page. I, I, I am now certain for myself, I am certain that he's not on the drugs. The only thing that redeemed Charlie from, from, for me was that song he was singing. We can be saved. <laughs> okay, would a great song to have in church? It would. You should edit I, out where you sing that and, and play the clip. <laughs> <laughs> well, I already did play the clip once. So, uh, but yeah, I love that song, but I'm still not sure about the character Charlie. I mean, uh, you, hear, you hear people say that, oh, of course he had to be, like Dr. Bruder, I think, had written an email or had left us a message about it and said that, you know, I think that Charlie was definitely using because he was so confused, and that's some of the things that you get when you're doing heroin and other other drugs like that. Mm-hmm. And but uh, how can he be on this island for how many days they've been there? Fifty some days, and not be confused. I know. And, and what I what I thought about before when I was thinking about this is, you know, other people. Doctor Bruder and I were talking. He said, you know, other people on the island have had, you know visions and they weren't as confused and acting so strangely as Charlie was like Locke when he had the vision of the but he the acts so strangely all the time yeah. <laughs> but, but what I thought about was Locke had never been had a child ripped away from him so suddenly as Charlie did when yeah. he, you know and I think that there was different circumstances between Charlie and Locke such major differences that yeah, if if I had my child, he really believes that this is his baby. He well, does. Well, not know? not literally, but yeah, right. he, he, he is. A, he's become a father figure, he's the care, and the he really wants care, to care. One of the main caretakers of this child, and if someone took that, even if it was a dog, I'm thinking that I would be a little acting crazy. You know, yeah. I would want to save it. I want you know, don't get lock around him, and you know, don't he's stepping on my turf, kind of thing. Right. And I got an email comment either on the blog or I saw it on the fuselage that says that that these types of hallucinations can also be brought on not just by drugs but by in- emotional stress as well. Sure. And if they're not all under a little bit of emotional stress, <laughs> yeah. then there's something going. So maybe on. it's a little post-traumatic stress syndrome. Oh yeah. Yeah, we never thought about. It. It's only been fifty days. I know. Yeah. And a lot of stuff has happened to these poor people. Exactly. I mean, it wasn't too long ago he was strung up in the tree. And, and you know what? I know. And the fact is... Hello? Is- Does everyone forget that he got hung? He was, yeah. like, dead or near death, and they brought him back. And, and he, he was dead and, and yeah. early. And he's still dealing with life without drugs. I mean, right, right. Re- realistically, just, you know, a couple weeks. He's only, he's only been off these for a couple weeks. I'm so glad you guys are not talking so bad about Charlie. <laughs> I guess this would have been I, an interesting episode had we not changed our, our view on Charlie. But, um, but yeah, he's he's going through a lot. Cliff said, you know, he's learning to live without the drugs, which is, you know, big in of itself. Right. Um, he's <clears throat> connected with this baby, and now Claire wants him nowhere around. Um, he was just hung in a tree like two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, in their time. Yeah. All righty. So I... You know, you said you said somewhere in that clip that you had turned the page. And I'm thinking, I didn't just turn the page. I was in a completely different book. <laughs> no doubt. It's like in a completely different Charlie book than I had been. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, this I'd love to go back to the very beginning and like love Charlie from the start. <laughs> Really? Can, can I go back and do that? We can, but we're going to wait and do that after, after all season of six. Yes. Yeah. Then we will go back and we will rewatch we all the episodes. We can make our kids watch Lost. <laughs> Do you think it would be okay for our kids? Um, I think I think Megan definitely. Megan could watch it. 
No, I think I, so. Yeah, Matthew I would do. be fine. I, I don't know so. about McKenna. She doesn't watch anything anyway. She's <laughs> oh, so you in know she picks everything up. She does pick everything up. I didn't say she didn't pick things up. I said she doesn't watch. I know, I know. So anyway, let's, yeah. We, we'll, she, she'll catch more from sitting behind the couch playing with her magnet dolls than she will from sitting on the couch watching something. I know. You. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So anyway, we'll move on. This is, uh, it start, okay, so this is the last clip. This is the last clip right Already? here. Already? Yeah. You said oh. you had 10. This is was number that 10? This is, that was nine. This is number wow. 10 right here. And this is where we is first talk one? about Miss Clairol. Do you guys have any idea why John Locke kept the statues? I think he's going to use them for himself. <laughs> I think he's going to use them against Charlie later. Yeah, I think he's going to hold them against Charlie. I, I would agree with that. There, there, you guys have the, you really, I have no opinion on that right now. None whatsoever, which is weird for Cliff not to have an opinion. But uh, and he locked him up with the gun. You have your opinion that you don't have an opinion. That, that's my opinion. <laughs> I have an opinion, but anyway, and that's a far stretch for Cliff to not have an opinion. It is. Well, but he changed the lock on the thing. He changed the combination. With the guns. Mm-hmm. And what really was really strange to me, and what really made me think that I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold on to this because I think his initial intention was to discard them and get rid of them, so this would never happen again. But when he was talking to Claire and he looked inside that duffel bag he, he was mm-hmm. carrying, he was like. Oh, I'm not going to tell her about this, and I'm going to keep them for my I own think, use. I think John has the hots for uh, Claire. It's all the makeup she no, had on. Don't. Okay, <laughs> you you brought it up. I I was I I was thinking about whether or not to bring it up. Okay, after the I first, I knew you clip, were going to bring it up. After you, the first clip, the first commercial break, the very first commercial, we come back and we have Miss Clairol. <laughs> I mean. I mean, it was horrible. I I was so distracted that I actually literally did not hear the dialogue that was taking place between her and Charlie. I had to go back because all I could ima- all I could see here's her eyeliner and here's her foundation and her lip liner and all these. It's all perfect. Yeah. Now, you guys out there, if you're wondering why I know about fine foundation and eyeliner and all that stuff, <laughs> uh, it, my wife was a Mary Kay cosmetics skin consultant, and so yeah. I, I trust me, I. I know my way around makeup and this girl had it on perfect and and it was a little bit much I told him he needs to lay off because you do she she just had a baby she She just kicked Charlie out she's got to get all prettied up she needs to look at her lock now there there must have been a Mary Kay national convention in Los Angeles through the through the luggage surely one woman on that plane had makeup and her carry on there was a Mary Kay woman on there I know there was was and and I think Claire found it. She needs to share some with Libby though. Oh God, yes! Give that woman some eyeliner and mascara because her eyes are disappearing. But we'll get to Libby in a second. I do I, before we before we move on to Libby. Uh, I do about lock. I, I, yeah, back on lock. I just want to ask you guys. Do you guys speaking about religious themes? A lot of people when they hear Christianity or something like that, I'll, I'll be honest with you. The the term hypocrite comes up a lot, and these are people who who say one thing but live something completely different. And so uh, before I'm going to have Rachel and Stephanie read uh, an argument that is going on online, uh, whether or not Locke is a hypocrite. But before I do, I need to go ahead and set up the uh, the clip here for you. So let's go ahead and play this. I'm disappointed in you, Charlie. There was a time when I let you choose whether or not you were going to do this to yourself. Now I'm making a choice for you. Who are we to tell anyone what they can or can't do? What you, a hypocrite. You notice it there. Do you, just between those two clips, you can tell the difference in his attitude completely. Something's up. Oh, yeah. So much. Like, 
he is so calm and cool and collective with with Jack when he tells him, "Who are we?" You know, is it because he wants Michael to run away? He wants. He doesn't. He know, he's in on something with Michael. Yeah, that could be. Have we ever? Have we ever ever touched on the fact that maybe Locke's another? I know. No. Oh come on. I, he does. I, I think he may be in some kind of communication, but I think I think he he's more of a blind follower <clears throat> by faith. You know, and okay. and not the not the faith of Christian faith. Just just faith. He he's running on destiny, and and you know, and. Yeah. and he he's he's. I mean, well before he got on the island, he wanted to go on that walkabout and all that other stuff. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, let's talk about what's what's being said online. Okay. Uh, Rachel, will you read the lock? Is is it the first one? Lock, lock is, is not a hypocrite. Read that, okay. and then I'll have Stephanie read the rebuttal. And this came from the fuselage. The fuselage. Okay, some people are saying that Locke was a hypocrite because he said, "Who are we to tell people what they can or cannot do?" just like you just heard. Yet, he wouldn't use that motto with Charlie. The difference is, Charlie's actions were deemed to hurt other people. It's not just Locke who thinks Charlie was using heroin again. Lots of people did. Kate, Claire, etc. Charlie has lied in the past in regards to the drug use. He's been having strange visions, etc. That's a sign of heroin use. (laughs) See, that just bothers me. Yeah, we disagree with you, but Mm -hmm. go ahead. Now, Locke would be fine if that with that if Charlie's actions were just about himself, but they were affecting Claire and her baby. With Michael, Michael's actions were about Michael. Who was Jack to tell Michael what he couldn't and couldn't do with his own life? Who was Jack to tell Michael what he that he couldn't look for his son? That was Locke's motivation for saying that. During the Moth episode, Locke helped Charlie make a decision to back away from drugs. Locke was more supportive then because Charlie's drug use was about Charlie. His actions weren't harming other people. Now the situation is different. Charlie's actions were not about Charlie this time. They were about Claire and Aaron, too. Charlie was negatively affecting affecting and putting in danger Claire and Aaron, two people Locke cares about. So it makes perfect sense for Locke to get aggressive with Charlie this time, but not in the Moth episode. Just my opinion. Locke is a hypocrite because he was angry at Charlie for lying when he has lied himself. How Boone got hurt, he lied about seeing the monster. Who knows what else he has lied about to the group. So for him to tell Charlie that he gave up his right to be believed when he himself has told lies is hypocritical. And I agree with that. I agree with that, too. And I also, I think that, um, I think that Locke is a user, um, not of drugs, of people. Right. <laughs> I just need to clarify that. Yeah. He used Boone. Good he's job. used other people to work his own agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, I mean, I can, and, I can yeah. see what this person is saying about how it's two different scenarios, which I completely agree, but I just think there's a different hidden meaning behind Locke. Oh, there was the whole spinning around scene of of Locke's face and stuff like that. Yeah, Dude, there's something he knows, I think, in my he knows opinion, something. On he's, the record. Yeah, that, he knows something. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's either something completely has happened to John and now he knows something, or he's in love with Claire and is setting Charlie up. Too old for her. It doesn't matter. I mean, you. I looked at the way he looked at her in one of those scenes. I'll play it for you again sometime if you want to see it. And and I tell you, there's. It, it looked like Claire. I mean, there's even on the fuselage. Uh, there's a thread that starts out, and the question is, what if Claire and Locke get married? I mean, so I'm not the only one who saw that. Ah, Stephanie, so yes. much there. There's a lot there. There was a lot yes. there. So I really want to see somebody say to Locke. Um, oh, John, I'm really disappointed in you. Yeah. I do. Yeah. That'd be cool. So discussion of Locke uh, taking statues from Charlie. We we started out with right. that. I think it's pretty clear he was actually looking out for Charlie. 
I mean, really, he was. I okay. Mean, he was being a yeah. good guy. I mean, he's doing the best he thought he could. He, he was, I would say that, yeah, he was a bit of a hypocrite, you yeah, know. But, I mean, Charlie didn't ask, ask for a sponsor either. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know. Yeah, who he, are we to right. say what he can or cannot do? Right. He, did, he didn't ask for that. That's that's just um, a rule that Locke appointed upon himself. But I have to say, I was pretty right on with Locke being another, because although he might not have been on the island before the plane crashed, he definitely became their leader. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Claire's makeup we discussed. We discussed I love the nickname Miss Claire all. Right. I thought I was pretty clever for coming up with that. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, was Locke in on something with Michael? Is that maybe we tossed out the idea that possibly Locke was trying to say, who are we to say? Right. Because possibly he was trying to cover for Michael. Obviously, that was not the case uh, looking back. And then uh, does Locke have the cl- the hots for Claire? I, I think it's pretty clear that he doesn't uh, or didn't. However, I will say without any shadow of a doubt that if you go back and watch that episode, that they he does certainly give her a look right. Yeah, they certainly made it look that way yes. on purpose, right? So, hey, what if? Yeah, I just have been playing around with this in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, not even just since we've been sitting here talking about Lost, but. For a while and hearing Claire's voice again helped me because I really missed Claire's voice in season five. Yes, I, I did. Yeah, I, I did love too. to hear her talk. It's that's awesome. why I'm so happy when Michaela calls in because yes. it's just like Claire. Absolutely. You know, so um, so I did really miss that. But um, so there's all this talk. After Comic-Con that we're going to see Charlie again. Well, Claire disappeared. What if she went to save Charlie? Could that happen? I don't know. I I don't know. know. We'll see. That's just something I'd like to see. Anyway, folks, this is the end of this episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. Like I said, uh, that was, well, I don't even know how long that was. It was probably every bit of uh, 30 minutes of that episode. And we have another 40 minutes to pull content from. And so we'll pick that up and it'll be in Flashbacks Part 5. Uh, we'll record it live next weekend at 1 p.m. Eastern. T- yes, next Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern time. Of course, we invite you to come and join us from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. as we're recording live all day long. It has been a huge blast to see so many people. I mean, even right now, uh, we're several hours into this today, and we still got 20 people in the chat room, 32 people watching live on the stream and of course we've had several hundred people over the course of the day come in and out so it's a huge blessing you'll get an opportunity to to interact and talk with several other members of the community in fact uh, I see that James and uh, Keys to Lost uh, they're in there having some wonderful conversation about who's the hottest whether it be (laughs) you know I, Naomi or Naomi, Juliet? Yeah, which Juliet wins by far. I mean, Absolutely. come on. Elizabeth Mitchell is beautiful. Seriously. And she and she can pull it off with no makeup, you know? Yes. That Absolutely. she has she has some true beauty. Yep. Anyway, true physical beauty. And and I think her her personality, you know, you can just see that she when she smiles it warms your heart. Anyway, But with that, we want to say thank you to our Plus members who are receiving this in the Plus member-only feed. 
And uh, again, I am going to mention this for you guys, and for you it's not again, in case this is the only show you listen to. Uh, we're running a promotion right now. Uh, last week, uh, actually within the past 10 days, we added 10 or 8. We added 8 plus members within 10 days. So we are now at 296 plus members. Our 300th plus member will receive a gift certificate to iTunes for $30. And uh, beyond that, we are going to do a promotion that's going to run for as long as I can let it run until I come up with a better promotion uh, or a different one. And that is um, for every five plus members we have, we will pick one random person out of those five to also receive a $30 gift certificate. So not only will you be helping to support the content and uh, community of GSPN.TV and helping us to make things uh, work out financially, you'll also have the opportunity, a one in five chance to receive a gift certificate for $30, which you can buy 30 songs, two albums, um, a bunch of TV shows that or movies you could download and watch on iTunes. Uh, just lots of things you can do that. Maybe like audiobooks, all that good stuff. Head over to gspn.tv slash plus um, for those of you who are uh, watching live. And the reason I mention this in the plus member only is because sometimes some plus members have decided to sponsor other plus members. And I just want to let you know as a plus member, if you decide to do that and you're sponsoring somebody else's membership, uh, your sponsorship of somebody else's membership also enters you to uh, be one of those five uh, chances. So anyway, until next time, stay, stay lost. lost.